I work with balloons. I created this book and it has 26 different balloon designs in it. That seriously is the biggest accomplishment of my life so far. (laughs) Hi, I'm Stephen Mayhew and you're entering a world gone good. Well, hello, my name's Steve, and it's Amazing May here at World Gone Good, where we are doubling up your good with two new episodes every Wednesday this month, and lucky you, it is a Wednesday this month. Podcasts like this one grow with your good support, so please, yes, listen and enjoy, and then share us with your friends, post and repost us on your social media platforms. Hold on, I gotta take a breath. Okay, here we go. Subscribe wherever you are listening right now, and if you like us, rate us and review us. I know it's a lot to ask of you, but honestly, it takes just a few seconds and or minutes to do any and all of those options, and when you do, you help us spread the world gone good. So we say thank you to all of you who already have done any and all of those things, and um... You know, there's still time. Jump on in and help us spread the good. Okay, picture it. Randolph, New Jersey, March 6, 1983. It's my second bar mitzvah. Yes, you heard right. I did say second. Just like the chicken box, I got bar mitzvah twice. The first one was set for February 13th, and it was snowed out. Literally, there was a huge blizzard. So I had my bar mitzvah with a handful of people there, and then we rescheduled it for March 6th and did the whole thing over again, but this time I got to have the big party after it. Now, I am 13 years old, and I walk into this lunch party that my parents have put together, and there are these long sets of tables, and above them is this giant archway made of balloons. I got to tell you, even though I had just said some words in Hebrew that instantly transformed me into a man, I was, still am, the biggest kid. And I loved that balloon archway. It made me feel special, and it made me happy, and it made me just smile. And when I think of my bar mitzvah, my two bar mitzvahs, the one bar mitzvah that had the party, those balloons are the first thing I remember. Stephen Mayhew works with balloons. Those are his words. But it's way more than that. He's an artist and a sculptor and a creator and an author. And yes, all of it revolves around the magic of balloons. So get ready to be a kid again, because here comes a good reminder of following your passion. Well, this is one of those crazy times when I see somebody on Facebook and I'm like, that person would make the best guest on my show, World Gone Good, because my show is about finding the light in the darkness, shining the light in the darkness, and just people who are doing really good, cool things. And so I'm going to start by letting you tell everybody, what is it you do? I work with balloons and uh, so in, in a couple different facets. So uh, I create children's picture books where everything on the page is made out of balloons. Um, uh, and I also do other media as well, uh, other types of art, but the idea is, is that it's all based out of actual like party balloons. Now, we, sometimes with the show, we go really wide and then we'll go, we'll, we'll like, you know, kind of zone in on things. We'll, we'll, we'll needle our way into the middle. Here's a really generic question. What is good about a balloon? 
what is good about, you know what's good about a balloon is that you can make anything out of a balloon. Balloons bring joy to people and they bring a smile to kids' faces. And that is very much of the reason why I do what I do uh, and why I chose picture books is because kids love balloons, one, we all know that, and two, kids love uh, picture books and they love reading or we are trying to get them to read. And so it just kind of married between the two. So I've actually been working in the balloon industry for uh, 20 years now. And it was my first job. I started off as a children's entertainer and uh, way back in Mesa, Arizona. Um, and then when I moved out here to Los Angeles, I came here out here to act. And I found, you know, as you're trying to act, you're trying to pick up some side gigs. And so I, I found that, hey, I could do balloon twisting, which was my favorite part of the children's entertainment aspect. I didn't like the magic and the face painting and everything else. Um, I could do that like at the farmer's market. So I started doing that. And then I created a company where I would go do that for uh, at parties. And then I started getting into balloon decorations. And so I started making arches and columns and centerpieces for kids' parties and events and uh, weddings and things like that. And then I transferred over to working to uh, uh, balloon distributors and balloon equipment manufacturers. Um, and so I've I've always kind of dabbled at some point or another uh, with my professional career in, in the balloon industry. So there's a balloon industry. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. It's a, like a little bomb drop for you. Like what, what was that? I'm sorry. Balloon industry. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. I was, I was shocked at how big this industry is. It's a worldwide industry. There are manufacturers that make uh, certain types of balloons and there are the best part about it is that there are balloon conventions and oh my God. Uh, if you if you have seen my work, you know, you, you a lot of people are, are wowed and amazed by it. But there are some artists out there that are a truly phenomenal that do it in a completely different way, do balloons in a completely different way. And uh, so these conventions, they are they're made for for people who are running balloon businesses, which is like a balloon decorator, uh, event coordinators, things like that. Um, but part of it is there's classes to learn new decor techniques, how to run a business, things like that. But then there's also like the competitions and people build like two story tall competition pieces completely out of balloons. And the, there's like the, the, there's the Japanese team, there's the Italian team, there's the German team, the Russian team, the American team, the, the South American team. And they all go head to head in like a 48 hour, nobody sleeps, no holds bar create the most amazing balloon design you possibly can. And it is the coolest thing. That's one of the highlights of the balloon industry, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. So uh, just so we're clear, we have like, and there's a there's a, a set of judges that I'm assuming is like Paula Abdul and Randy Jackson and Simon Cowell or That's like, what's it, happening. Maybe. Who are the judges? <laughs> the judges are, it's a combination of like, uh, of instructors that are in the industry. And so um, I'm also an instructor in the industry. So I've judged before. Um, but it's a combination of people who have competed before, um, who are certified balloon artists. Yes, that is a thing. Well, sure. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so they're, they're kind of like the, it's the cream of the crop of the, of, of the balloon industry. They're the ones who are brought in to, to judge. And usually they're the instructors that year at the world balloon convention or whichever the float convention, whichever convention is, uh, is going on that year. 
Now, you have some sort of artistic background here, or did you go to school for art? Did you go to school for acting? Or this comes to you naturally? Because because the thing that I think is always so interesting with any artist, whatever medium they're working for, I'm always fascinated to like, does it happen in your head? Is it mapped out on paper? I've just asked you so many questions. You don't even know where to begin. Let's start. <laughs> There's this. a lot. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, so um, what was your first question? <laughs> first question is, so you went to, you, you, did you go to school Art or did school. you just, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 because I came out here for acting, I had no plan to go to college. So I was like, it's acting or bust. And uh, so I went to acting school. I went to a two-year conservatory out here. Um, and I got an agent and I actually, I, I booked gigs. I was in commercials and, uh, television and film and stuff like that. Um, but I got to a point that I just, I found the balloon industry funny enough and I just loved it. And I started teaching. I was kind of like picked up and, and started traveling the world, teaching people how to make balloon decor. And I was like, wait, wait, this is a lot more fun for me compared to acting and the auditioning and everything else. And, uh, so yeah, so I, I, I didn't go to art school, but I've always had, uh, some innate ability to, to do graphic design and to see things in a specific way, to see composition and proportion and scale and color and things like that. Uh, so, so even though I didn't go to school, uh, for graphic design, I, uh, I, became a graphic designer. So when I started working with the uh, balloon equipment manufacturing company, um, I was their graphic designer. And then I moved up to be the art director and stuff like that. So my skill within the Adobe suite programs and building websites and, and all of that uh, was on a completely separate track from me making balloon designs that, you know, I was going to be putting in picture books. And, uh, and so it wasn't until about six, about, no, now it's about seven or eight years ago. I, um, I kind of married the two and that's sure. when I was like, Oh, that's, that's my purpose. That's what I want to be doing. Now you, you didn't just fall into the balloon industry. Like there was a man on a corner and he had like a long coat and he like, oops, buddy. <laughs> I got some balloon animals for you. <laughs> um, what, 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 what was the moment? When was it? Um, well, it was, it was when, really when, you, you're, you're asking when I got into balloons just in general. What was the very first moment, the very, what, when did you lose your balloon virginity? My How balloon is that for virginity. a question? You've never been asked that. I have never been asked that, no, no. We, we got to uh, come up word, we got to come up for a word with it, a balloon nerdity. Okay, go ahead. Balloon nerdity. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> um, I would, <laughs> I would say, uh. I mean, it, it was when I was uh, the children's entertainer and uh, I would be dressing up as Spider-Man and Santa Claus. Now, keep in mind, I was like five foot four and all of like a hundred pounds wet. So Santa Claus had a lot of towels stuffed into that outfit. The same thing with Batman. <laughs> it was a mess. It was just a mess. And so I, I, I can't believe that woman hired me and sent me out as Batman, but whatever. I was like 16. <laughs> My voice had barely even changed. Um, but no, it was when, it was when I was working with the kids and I, and making balloon animals for them. Uh, they just, they're so excited. And I got to a point where I got really good at it. So at the balloon animals, so I could literally say, so long as there wasn't like a line of a hundred kids, um, you tell me what you want and I'll make it. And if I, if just so long as I know what it is, and if I don't know what it is, uh, show me a picture of it. 
And to see everybody like gather around as I'm, you know, creating this three-dimensional thing out of balloons um, and then to give it to them, uh, it, it's just, it was just such a cool feeling. And so, and I was like, you know what, I really like this and I want to, I want to stay in this industry because balloons in general bring happiness and bring a smile to somebody's face. You know what? We talk about this on the show quite a bit, which is that um, when something's fun, keep doing it, go that way. Absolutely. And it's so many times in our lives, we, we, we try to fight things to make them fun, be it a job, be it a friendship, be it a relationship, be it a, a family member. We're stuck with our family members to a certain degree, uh-huh. but that's what I always say is like so many people rush toward, you know, where the money is and where, you know, where so many times if you follow the fun and what gives you joy, everything else is going to flow in after that. It's that's so true. That's where it's going to come. That's so true. Uh, yeah, it's about finding your passion. Otherwise, what are we? What are we doing? You know, you're just you're exactly. you're, uh, you're punching a time clock, and that's that's can only go so far. Okay, now comes the fun part of the interview where I totally side curveball you here because you weren't you weren't a complete uh, failure as an actor because for almost a year you were the Salem stalker on days of our lives. (laughs) Yes. You must have done something right. And there's a reason there's multiple reasons why I know that somebody has been searching on IMDb. (laughs) Well, there's, there's that, but I'm also friends with several of the days of our lives actors. I've directed Deidre Hall several times who turned out to be the Salem stalker. Spoiler alert. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'm very good friends with, Yep, uh, um, uh, I'm very good friends with uh, Judy Evans Luciano, who um, I believe at one moment uh, uh, there was a carnival of some sort, and she she fended off the stalker with hairspray and a and a and a and a cigarette lighter. Are you yes. liking this right now? Yes! Wow! Wow! I'm I'm impressed. This is like 15 plus years ago. Wow! I know. Okay, you were still All five right. foot four. Yes, I'm still five foot four. How did you get a four. role when you were still five foot four? Go ahead. <laughs> what was that experience like? Um, it was phenomenal. It was the longest running show I had been on. I I, I had never booked like a series regular or anything like that. Um, but what was cool is, is that I was actually brought in. Um, I didn't have an agent yet. I didn't. I was pretty new to to Los Angeles, and I just started submitting to everybody, casting directors and agents. And I got, uh, I got a call from, from Fran Bascom's, uh, uh, office, which I, I don't think that she's still casting. Um, no, may, may she rest in peace. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. I, 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 I didn't know that I she believe she's passed. Away. And if she's not Fran, I hope you're having a great time in the Bahamas. Go ahead. I'll there edit that part or out. Or just get this part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so she brought me in and I, I read for, her and she said, you know, wow, you just do a fan- you, you, you did such a fantastic job. Um, the only one problem is, is that you, you don't have an agent, right? I said, uh, no, I, I, I don't. And she said, well, I think we can fix that. And so she called, uh, John Frazier over at Amsel Eisenstadt and Frazier, uh, who's like, is the top kids agency. If you're not like CAA or William Morris or something like that. And, um, and so I went in, read with them, got my, uh, got them as an agent. And then Fran called me back in and said, you know, we got this bit part. It's your, your, uh, wasn't even called a stalker yet. It was just called lurking figure. That's what it was. You're a lurking figure. So I'm like, okay, some extra work's fine, whatever. And then they, I don't know what had happened. They, the writers started writing this, this, this scenario in and I don't know for ratings, whatever it might've been, but 
Um, and then it just started building and then people, they, then they took it to the next level and they started killing off the cast members. And I got the impression that the cast members thought that like, that was it for them. Like they weren't coming back. People were having goodbye parties for them. So when I'd show up, I'm a pretty nice guy. So I'm like big smile on my face. Wow. You know, I'm on the NBC <laughs> studios. Hi. You know, and meeting, meeting all of these amazing uh, actors and actresses. And they would give me a look and be like, oh, Stephen, we really like you. But now, every time you show up means one of us is going. And so I, so it was, it was funny when I was, you know, sitting there, they bring me in and then they go, oh, hey there, Stephen. They know who I was. I just have a black mask on and everything else. But yes, you're right. It ultimately turned out they were setting up some, uh, setting it up as if I was going to be possibly, um, Stefano's grandson that was going to be divulged as the killer. But um, I think that they realized they can't kill off all their cast members. So they ultimately made it a dream, uh, Deidre Hall's dream, and uh, and then made it her, I think it was her, her evil twin was the one who was killing everyone off. Oh, the, now I know these people, I know that I know the show, I know the production and I know the people behind it. And there's, there's so much to this thing that went down and these people really did lose their jobs and they were really fired. And then there was all this backlash from sponsors. So I was right. Okay. And it, wow. it was, it got crazy. You were right. No, you were No, no. They fully were planning to like, they're gone. They're gone. And then they like, uh, you killed off Alice Horton for fuck's sake. Yeah. You killed off yeah. Grandma Horton. She, she got axed. Yep. I mean, and they these they all got brutally murdered. One was killed by a tiger. I mean, it was it was rough. Someone got hit with a bottle, and yeah. someone else. I think Grandma. I think Grandma Horton had to eat pancakes to death. Something like crazy. But anyway, <laughs> I can't even remember. So see, <laughs> you have a dark side, and we appreciate that. You're not as nice you as you let on. <laughs> and you can try. So, getting back to the goodness of your balloon life. Uh-huh. What I find really interesting about this, because I watched several of the videos that you put up, and this isn't just a man blowing up balloons. There are pliers involved. I saw <laughs> wires. I saw saws. I saw a sander. I, I saw and, – and there's a whole technical side to this. So do you have um, one space you work out of? Do you have multiple spaces? You're like a, Do you have a, like a workroom you're working out of? How do you – how does the whole build come to happen? So um, I, I have a room in my house, which I call my balloon workshop, which is the name of my company. And uh, so literally when I, when, uh, you know, I say, Hey, I'm going into the workshop, uh, you know, that's where I'm heading. And uh, so I, I have this space that's set up um, on one wall. It's a, I, I have an eight foot by four foot uh, pegboard uh, or corkboard um, that has my storyboards and all of my inspiration for whatever I'm creating. I have, on the other side of the room, just uh, boxes and boxes and boxes filled with balloons, different colors. Um, it looks like a candy store, but just with balloons. And then a photo studio and uh, on the other side of the room. And so my process is, you know, uh, for your listeners who are thinking just balloon animals, uh, what I create are not just balloon animals. I, I uh, push the limit and try to create different types of designs uh, that people have never seen before um, by using different techniques. So what I'll do is, uh, for instance, you had mentioned pliers and wire. Yes. So sometimes I'll put wire inside of a of like a, a normal party balloon, what people would think of, um, while it's uninflated, and then um, and then I might puff a little bit of air into it, and then I can bend the wire into a specific shape. Um, sometimes I put clay 
into the, into the balloon. So that way for like my, um, ABC balloon book that I created, uh, the walrus, he is made, his body is made out of clay, um, inside the balloon. So there's like five or six balloons with, uh, clay inside of it. And then that way I can mold it to make it look blubbery. Um, I'll put water in the balloons. Usually most times though, what I do is I put, um, I put other balloons inside of a balloon and it's a, it's a technique called distortion. And, um, that way you can create uh, the outer, the outer balloon, the outer shape, uh, into, you know, a specific look and, um, for whatever you're going for might be like an upper thigh or a bicep or a, a hair or something like that. But there's multiple balloons, uh, balloon animal balloons, really thin balloon animal balloons, uh, five inch balloons. Maybe there's a 16 inch balloon under inflated inside there. And it's all just kind of twisted and contorted to make it look like a head or make it look like a, you know, a body part or something like that. So, um, my, my thought is just so long as it's a balloon, you know, that's, that's my criteria. And so it's uninflated balloons, inflated balloons, um, balloons filled with stuff, um, different things like that. Um, I write down the craziest things in my notes. So one of my questions is, what is it? What is the, what's the inflator, the pump called? Does it have a name? Um, Cause it's not you, you're not, you're not using, you would be dead on your the floor. lungs would have given out. Yeah. Yes, right. No, I would have been dead on the <laughs> that's floor. What, I'll tell that's you. what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. No, there, there's that. I'll tell you though. People do do that. And they, I give them props. They'll blow up a balloon animal balloon with their mouth and I've seen it. And it's just, I mean, those, that's, those are lungs of steel. I don't have that's that. commitment. Yeah. 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 I used to work for a balloon equipment manufacturer that makes digital sizing equipment for balloons. So, um, I use everything from like air inflators for balloons. Um, but then I also use hand pumps, which is just your standard. I don't know if you can hear this. That's a hand pump. So it's what people use for like balloon animal balloons. I have a, a couple different inflators that I'll use to be able to, to inflate the balloons. Okay. This is another question I actually wrote down. Since you're so good with balloons, are you able to change a tire? I am able to change a tire. Yes. Oh, I'm proud of you. Okay, good. But that's because my dad's a mechanic, and I can also change my brakes and also the camshaft in the car as well. <laughs> Solely because my dad's a mechanic, though. <laughs> that's amazing. What is the craziest thing you have been hired to do or you've done on your own? What's the craziest balloon anything? Um, I would say when I when I, for a design that I was hired to do, um, I created a 14 foot giraffe and, wow. uh, it was for a baby shower for somebody in, for this kid in, uh, in Bel Air, of course. Um, sure. and so I created an elephant and a giraffe and two cans and stuff like that. Um, but it was the giraffe, which was the cool thing. So I, I would have to say, I mean, it's like, it's my compilation of my ABC balloon book. It, it's, tw- I, I, created this book and it has 26 different balloon animal balloon designs in it. Um, that seriously is the biggest accomplishment of my life. And so, so far, <laughs> where did that idea come from? Great question. So, um, about what was it? Eight years ago. Now I was working for, for, uh, for my job and I was the marketing director at that point And I wasn't, you know, dealing with numbers and, uh, I'm a very creative person and I just was getting no creativity in my life. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to do something. 
And I sat there. I'm also an entrepreneur. So I like to figure out like, how can I create my own business? How can I make something, you know, from scratch and it's me and it's me building it. And so I, I came up with this idea when I saw a greeting card and it had two owls on it. And I don't remember what the greeting card said, but um, I looked at it and I thought, you know what? I can make that out of balloons. There's these owls. And I thought, well, what am I going to do that for? What, like, who, you know, what, where does that go? And then I thought, well, like, what if I was to make like a, a series of animals? And like, okay, well, what would you do with that? Well, what if I was to make like an alphabet book? And then that was the the, the initial idea of like, oh, okay. So I thought, you know, I don't know if I could really do this. Let's do a test trial. So the first design I created was the frog. And um, he has a lot of twisted parts, if you notice. He's the only one that has the most twisted parts um, because that was just me making my balloon animal stuff. Um, so I came up with, you know, these techniques and double stuffed balloons where you put one balloon inside of another to create a new color um, uh, and just kind of tested it out and did a photo shoot. And I was like, okay, all right. I think I got, I think this could be something. Started showing it to, to uh, teachers that I knew that taught for like preschool and things like that. They were blown away and they said, Oh my gosh, Steven, you, you really need uh, to, to, to see this through. This is something amazing. I've never seen anything like it before. And then it took me uh, four years to develop the ABC balloon book. And, um, and through that time, you know, most of the time I'm by myself, just inflating balloons and creating things and photographing it and all that. Um, and I, that's when I started coming up with like, wow, I could actually make this into a lot more than just one book. There's so much more here. So just so everybody understands, the book itself is a guidebook. The book comes with a bag of balloons or the balloons are in the pages like a pop-up book and you do it on the page. That's a great question. So uh, no, there's, it, it is just a book. It is, there's, uh, balloons are not included with it. It's not a kit to make balloon animals. It's not a tutorial. It's not a how-to. Um, it is literally just pages of balloon art. Um, so as you flip through each page, it's a for alligator. And then you see the alligator and he's completely made out of balloons. You see lightning bugs flying around and they're all made out of balloons. The background, the sky, the moon, the trees, the weeping willows, the lake, the dirt, the, uh, everything is a balloon. And then as you flip through, that's the concept of it. B is for butterfly. The whole picture that you see is all made out of balloons. And so it's just a hardcover book. Um, like you would, you know, uh, like Goodnight Moon, you know, something like sure, that, sure. that you would pick up to read to somebody or to, to a child. Um, so that's truly what the book is. It's just a, a picture book. That's an alphabet book. But you came up with this from from <laughs> A to Z. Haha, <laughs> it's an alphabet book. See what I did? Okay. But you, every aspect you of this, the, the creation, the photography, all the ideas, this was all you. You did all of that. Or if you didn't, if someone else helped you or and there was someone else, we are not naming that person. You did all of it. Just say, I did all of it. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I did all of it. I can though. That's the thing. I can say I did all of it because it, it was just me. <laughs> I got, of course, uh, feedback from my family. Uh, so I'd, I'd have to give them credit because I would send them something and be like, what do you think? Especially my niece. At the time, she was about four or five years old when I started it. And, uh, and she was my, uh, she was the person I went to, to and I would want to see her on camera to see if, if, if she actually did like it. And, right, um, so you got the and reaction. that's who I would send the work to. 
Exactly. Just to make sure like, oh no, that's a really good one. But no, I, uh, I sketch the design. I build the design and a lot of trial and error, you know, figuring out how to make something uh, out of balloons. And then I photograph it and then I would layer it and, and create the composition on the computer and then uh, figured out how um, the whole children's book world is a whole nother aspect of it. Uh, but I ultimately decided to self-publish. And so then going through that, finding uh, a company that could actually print the the pages and make sure it looked like a real book and that it was good quality, um, distribution, marketing, all of that. It was just me, myself, and I. <laughs> that, and sometimes that's the best way. I mean, that's what this podcast is. That's what so many of my projects over the years have been. I, I used to do web series and, and I had no clue how to do a web series. And then I was just like, well, how hard could this be? And that's this is just like this podcast that we're having right now. People ask me all the time, like, who's your producer? Yeah. I'm like, me who edits it me who me. does the music <laughs> well my brother i just call my brother he's a composer and he writes me music and my niece made my logo which is hilarious like it's a whole family affair i've spent like people are like i yeah, love it's it it's me but sometimes that's the best thing so let me that's ask amazing. you this at as a yeah. creative um when do your best ideas come to you my best ideas come to me usually three seconds as I'm about to fall asleep and I get this idea and go, oh, that's a good idea and wake up and write it down. When do your best ideas come to you? I'd say in one of two places, either um, when I'm taking a shower, because, you know, that's where most of us sit there and think. Um, but I'd also say driving for some reason. I, I uh, When I get stuck on something, um, if I take a drive and I'm just kind of thinking it through in my mind, like, you know, I can, I, I come up with a solution. And so, yeah, I would say either the shower or driving. <laughs> I think that I, both of those things are showering and driving at the same time, but I think both there of those things, hey, that's, that's a trick and falling asleep. I think it's cause we turn our, we turn our conscious off. We wrap up these shows with three very easy questions. Very easy questions. You know all the answers. Don't worry. I'll give you the easiest one first. Where can people find you? Where can people find the ABC balloon book? And how can people, um, I don't know, book you to make balloons for them? Answer all that. Okay, I will. Um, so definitely you can check out my website, theballoonworkshop.com. Um, you can check me out on Instagram, which is balloonwkshop. So balloon workshop, but it's balloonwkshop. Or just type in Stephen Mayhew. That'll you'll find me there. Um, and then also, if you really want to see how the book was made, it's on my website, but it's on YouTube. And so, if you type in uh, Stephen Mayhew or the Balloon Workshop um, or ABC Balloon Book, that's probably going to be the best one. You'd be able to find it there. Um, to purchase the book, you could go onto my website, um, uh, or you can also go to Amazon. It's on there or Etsy. So those three different locations. Um, and then, uh, what was your last question? I already <laughs> forgot. No, I remember. <laughs> the last question is, can, can people book you for um, private um, balloons? I do not do private events any longer. So between um, everything that I've been creating and working on, um, I have a bunch of big projects that are like just waiting to be birthed. Um, this, I dedicate my time solely to doing this stuff now. So, um, so I, don't, I don't do... I haven't done a kid's party or any type of party for balloons in, um, I don't know. It's been probably about 
12, maybe 14 years, <laughs> but I just focus on doing this stuff and then and getting it out there. So the last two questions, they can go back to something or anything we've already talked about or anything that comes to you. Question number one, who inspires you? Mm. Uh, I would say three giants and they are George Lucas, uh, Walt Disney, and Jim Henson. I think what the three of them have done in their own right is um, absolutely amazing. And so what I am uh, creating with my balloon world is uh, I only hope to to create something that is just a portion of what they had developed uh, to, to, um, to really uh, bring entertainment and joy to families and kids um, that they're the people that I look up to the things that they've made. You just pick three people who were self-starters who were constantly told that they weren't going to make it. There's a, a very famous George Lucas story. I'll edit this out. Don't worry. No, or maybe I'll keep it. Out. I always say that. I'll edit it out. I keep it in. There's a, there's, a, there's a very famous George Lucas moment back in the 70s. He was trying to sell the rights to Star Wars to make some extra money because he had run out of money. And he had already like put his house up and everything he had. And no one wanted to buy the rights. So as the legend goes, he kept them all for himself. And look at him now. And that's why he is who he is. And just it, that's just such a magic thing. Exactly. Very last question, which I ask all my guests, can reflect back to anything we spoke about or anything that comes in your head, can be anything in the world. Tell me something good. A smile. I think uh, something good for all of us is when, so, when we see somebody smile. I think it warms somebody's heart and, uh, and can make a... a either a bad day, a bad time in your life or something like that. When you notice it, when you actually pay attention and you see somebody smile, that genuine uh, laughter or, or that smile that comes across somebody's face, that's pure emotion. And so I would say smile. Thank you, Stephen, for sharing your good Go pick up his ABC Balloon Book wherever you get your good books. Next time on World Gone Good. So I think today when we talk about representation matters, you know, for a little black girl like me growing up in D.C., it did matter because I did see Renee Poussaint on television and I thought that I could be her. She is my longtime friend and newscaster and reporter and Emmy winner and O Magazine featured person. She is Victoria Gaither. We're going to talk the good of going outside your comfort zone, the good of representation and identity, and the good of traveling all over the world. It's Amazing May, where we're doubling our new episodes every Wednesday. So this new one, it's already up. It's awaiting your listening pleasure. You go get your good on. Until then, be good. Be good.